Hey, this is Meet Mortensen. Conversations with team members building their careers with us. We're talking to the people who are innovating our industry, who are improving the built world. And that's from the field to the office. These conversations are geared towards giving you an inside look into how the people of Mortensen approach a problem, how they think about the type of work that they do, the nitty gritty of their roles, we're talking about what motivates them and how we accomplish things. We want to give you as much detail into our culture and what it's like to work here as we possibly can. It's also fun to showcase all these incredible people that we have working here at Mortensen. Today we're talking with Jesswin Guy Vargas. He is an electrical project manager on our solar team and we're talking about why he chose Mortensen, what's different, what our culture is like, He's a traveler, so he talks about what his life is like as a traveler role here at Mortensen. Um, you're also going to hear Bobby Relapez. She's the senior talent acquisition specialist on the solar team. And her and I were able to sit down with Jesswin, talk through it, and have a really nice conversation. So let's get into it. Enjoy the conversation. All right, so I guess tell us a little bit like how you ended up at Mortensen. How long have you been here for? What brought you here? What was that story like when you first got introduced to us? Um, let's see. Um, I mean, if I'm if I'm starting way back, uh, I, I actually <laughs> I actually came to the states. I'm, I'm actually originally from India. Came to the okay. states uh, in 2013. Uh, for my graduate degree, and I, and I finished up my grad uh, my grad school here in Michigan. Uh, I focused on renewable power as my major, um, and then uh, a, a small of a minor in like semiconductor processing. Basically, all of all of the renewable aspect of the world, sure. um, and which uh, gave me a path to start and look into the solar world. And that's where I started researching a lot more on solar industry in my second year of uh, grad school. And I found out about Mortensen uh, that they did at that time and still is at that time, 2015, I'm talking now, uh, we uh, or Mortensen was number one EPC in the solar business. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm really interested in going uh, and working for these guys because they are number one and I don't go any lower than number one. I'd love to work for a company that is number one. Um, so so they, they came they came to um, my college. Mortensen came to my college, which is Michigan Tech, uh, and for recruitment. And I interviewed with them, uh, which is kind of a very funny story as well uh, and eventually i got eventually i got the position with them as a field engineer i want to hear that story like the i do too because i have a story <laughs> from michigan tech too i love that school i think it's a great school. I, yeah i i totally agree i mean you know i actually came the funny thing is that you know when i came to the states i was 23 years old i'd never seen snow in my life and i come oh, to michigan oh. tech boom <laughs> 375 inches of snow the first year yeah and cold and cold yes, yes. for sure um yeah i mean uh the, the process what ended up happening was i i i had um three or four companies that i'd really wanted to uh, wanted to interview with yes. and um there was only a certain time limit where you could be like, it was like, a, I think it was from noon to five or noon to six that you could interview with. I exhausted my time standing in line to talk to other companies. And I, by the time I got to the booth of Mortensen, there was nobody there. 
So I tracked down, I tracked down the people who were on the recruitment crew that night. And I made every possible way to meet these people the next day. And I did meet with Keith Kapala uh, the following day. And uh, basically, Keith was wrapping up in his interview. And I was like, you know, I just stepped in the door and I said, give me give me five minutes. That's all I need. I, I'm really passionate about solar. And uh, uh, I spoke with Keith. It ended up being a very good uh, conversation. And I think Keith recommended for for me to uh, for me to go to solar. However, he said, you know, you were coming to work for me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. That is that is really great. But I basically, um, was very adamant of getting into more. Yeah. I was really adamant about that. Okay. Like that. And then you. And so then you you start as a field engineer, and then you ju- did you just have you worked your way up? That's correct. Yes, I did. I did start as a, a field engineer, and that was back in 2015 when I started off in Utah, and then uh, I've, I've I've moved up. Yes. Okay. So Jaswin, did you start yeah. in solar right away? I did. Yes. You did. Um, okay. Yep. And then you've been in solar all the way through. Correct. Yes, okay. I have been in solar since then. So you've seen some major changes. What what are some of the biggest ones that you've seen in, in on your team? Um, you know, when I did start uh, uh, in the beginning of the in the beginning of my career with Morrison, uh, there were um, those projects were in Utah, pretty big projects. I, I want to say the 2015 2016 year for solar was extremely busy mm-hmm. and. Uh, we built some really good projects in Utah and over the years from that point to today, the way we have done things in the solar group has been drastically different. When I say that, I say in very good way, um, uh, we have improved our processes. We have made sure that l- we could bring in lean, in, uh, lean innovation and, uh, you know, cut down times and costs. Uh, we, you know, we have automated a lot of processes. We have, uh, taken out uh, the human aspect of trying to bring in safety and now replaced equipment to do a lot of these works. Uh, so it's 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 been a journey, uh, basically a time travel from that time to this time, and you can see you know how drastically different it is today. So tell us a little bit about that, about bringing in some of the equipment. Um, to help with that, because I don't think a lot of people understand that and what you mean by that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, some of the processes in solar industry is basically you have to put the the, the cable in the ground. Basically, it's three to four feet in the ground <clears throat> for collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, and the process is that you open up a trench and then you have to lay the cable in the trench and then backfill the, um, the entire uh, the entire cable, so you don't ba- you don't basically see any of the cable. Everything is underground. Um, so in the in when I started off, it was all hand pulling of these cables one uh, one at a time. You are basically three feet in the trench pulling. You know the the workers are pulling the cable, laying it down, pushing. So there was a lot of humor, human um interaction and a lot of potential for for mm-hmm. uh, safety incidents right um and over the years we said you know how can we take these people out of the trenches and try and uh not have incidents um and basically we got we said okay this is what this the way to improve this is to bring in 
uh, a mini axe or an excavator and try to pull it from one end, hook it to the to the attachment, pull it from one end and minimize the people that are in the trenches. So things like that, which we have developed over the years. Like that. So what has what is one thing you're most excited about for your future? What does that look like? when you think about Mortensen and solar, what do you see? Um, the one thing I, I, I really love about working for Mortensen is that Mortensen is such a diverse company uh, across the board, right? Uh, you're talking people, it's diverse. You're talking industries, it's diverse. It's talking, you know, uh, cultures, it's diff- diverse. Um, what I like about Mortensen in my future is that at some point, you know, uh, currently I am a traveler. Currently I work for the solar group and I'm traveling. I'm with the company or with the project for a certain duration. And I move to the, to a, a, a different location at some point, uh, in my career, I would like to go back to a, um, commercial group, like for example, a Minneapolis group or a Portland, Portland group, Seattle group, uh, and try and settle down. So, and then I can move into a different, different aspect of construction, which, which Mortensen offers. So there's so many of them that uh, for for me to explore and ask around for. How has that? So the the traveling aspect obviously mm-hmm. is a unique is a unique beast, right? How have so it's kind of a two pronged question in in my mm-hmm. mind. How have you kind of dealt with that, right? Like the expectations of of picking up and moving based on the project, right? Um, like dealt with that challenge, and on the flip side, how has that enabled um, you know, like a, a positive outcome in your life. Like, I, I mean, like, what does it, what does it do for your life in terms of, you know, you get, you know, a week off, are you traveling? Are you doing those types of things? Or are you, is there a home base for you that you go back to? Right. And that's a, that's a great question, Justin. Uh, I, I get that. I, I get that question from a lot of people. Basically it comes down to, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm a traveler. I love traveling, and that's why I took the the job in the first place. Uh, it is definitely challenging to move every six to eight months. It's not the easiest thing to do. However, the thrill uh, to for you to know or not know what, <laughs> <laughs> where you're going to be in the next uh, six months or eight months, there there is. There, I mean, I, I like that. I like that thrill. I like that aspect of that uh, of the work. You know, um, over the years, I've uh, I've moved. Uh, I'm currently in North Carolina. I have moved nine times in five years. I've had nine different homes in different states of the country, and I'm saying. I've covered I've covered the West Coast to the East Coast. I've I've lived everywhere in all time zones, and, and, and you know that you know I I speak with my American friends, and and they say you know what we have not done that, and we've lived here <laughs> more than you've been here, right? I mean, yeah. So I I mean I brag about that quite a bit. <laughs> so what what aspects of your life then has it in, like opened up for you? Uh, it has actually made me grow quite a bit. I have understood. The, the diversity that is across the country, um, uh, how and when uh, you need to be uh, acting or reacting, depending on where you are at, uh, the demographics, uh, it has made me grow uh, and understand uh, the, the workforce and the work market. Uh, and it has given me the ability to be a, a better manager as I travel. 
That's pretty awesome. So when you say a better manager, tell us about that. How has that helped you? Um, so when I have, uh, when I've moved, uh, from job site to job site, obviously I have worked under different mm-hmm. managers and I have picked up, uh, all the good parts from all the managers that I've worked <laughs> under. Right. And when you move around, you also work with, uh, your peers, which are your engineers that support you on your, on your, um, on your project. And you can, uh, basically be that manager uh, to push your engineers to be in that spot maybe it's an uncomfortable spot but you got to talk to your engineers and say you know what Uh, it's going to be okay it's going to be fine uh pushing them out of their comfort zone to be you know i mean most of the travelers they do work quite quite long hours so sometimes you know you see the, the the engineers falling down on uh on um motivation to come to site or be on site for so long you know that push uh, is really important. And, you know, being a successful manager, I think that I do, I do an okay job, at least I'm definitely learning for sure. Um, uh, that has definitely helped me in, in pushing uh, my peers. So can you talk a little bit about, cause uh, about the, the team that you work with on a daily basis. And so when you talk about engineers and I'm, I might be asking a very naive question, right. Um, but you obviously interact with I don't want to say like a specific group of people on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, but right. what does that team makeup look like? And in more paint it from a picture of somebody is coming from the industrial side, or if they're coming from, um, I don't know, any other type of side, a type of industry that they might not have been in, in solar. Sure. What does that team makeup look like in terms of who you rely most on? Um, so basically, if you look at uh, a solar team, depend. This is also dependent on the size of the project. But uh, if you look at a team, there'll be a project manager, um, and then the entire project is is divided into three uh, sections. One is a civil group, the other one is a mechanical group, and the other one is the electrical group. Um, I work mostly with the electrical group uh, of folks. <clears throat> Uh, so the, the team has a project manager, then there's an electrical manager, basically my position, uh, then there's superintendents and electrical superintendents, and then there's a project engineer and then field engineers and electrical engineers. So that's kind of the tiers that I d- basically okay. interact with every day. So what does that day-to-day look like, like on your plate? Um, basically, uh, y- y- um, my interaction is a lot with the entire team. Uh, I'm talking to the I'm talking to the engineers, making sure that the that the field. So basically, the superintendents, the assistant superintendents, they have the paperwork, they have the documentation for the crew members, the craft members that are working out in the field. Uh, they are up to speed. First off, they are not falling short of material. They have all the documentation that they need, and you have made the process as easy as possible for them to. Uh, understand if there is any questions, you know, we want to make sure that the engineers are going out talking to the foreman, uh, the general foreman, the superintendent, so on and so forth. Uh, when I sit down with the, with the superintendents, I'm looking at the labor side. I'm looking at how many people will we need on this one task and is how long is that task projected for? So basically, I'm trying to manage the money uh, working with the superintendent side. And then when I'm working with the project manager directly, we are thinking about how we are going to be processing change orders 
or important information to the owner. So there's an interaction with the owner that only project managers want to keep it to uh, to them so that you know we can take our information from our project team and send it up to up the chain to the owners. So basically, this is the in, intermingling between all of the folks that I'm, uh, you know, uh, superintendents, assistant superintendents, general foreman, and then field engineers, so on and so forth. And how big part of your, how big of a part of your, uh, I'm terrible asking this question, the, the money aspect, right? Managing the, the, the time and the, and the hours, how much of that is your part of your job? Um, I'm going to say it's 50, uh, 50. So basically okay. uh, managing the time, trying to understand, like, for example, like today we got rained out. So there's nobody working today. So if we did not work today, we have to catch up for the work that is not done today, of course. And then we also have to do the work that is scheduled for tomorrow. So we have to come up with a game plan every week so that we have uh, we take care of our folks who are working, uh, our craft folks who are working for us um, and, and being on schedule to meet all of the schedules that we promised to the owner. So... The the challenges that come with solar are like it's weather dependent, right? To an extent. Yep. yep. Um, most of it actually it, is is weather. Most dependent. of it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, besides weather, weather aside, mm-hmm. what are I mean? And you have to, I guess, understand. And I'm I'm just making a giant leap that you do understand, like other types of projects. What is so different about like a Mortensen solar project? Um, in your mind, because you, you have to have some understanding of like what other companies are doing from a solar project yes. perspective. Yep. What is the, what, what in your mind is like the difference of like what keeps you here mm-hmm. um, from that side, but then also just like the project, like the nitty gritty, what is the, the meat that you say, this is different. Um, you're right. I, I do have friends across the solar industry and when I speak with them, you know, uh, I, I kind of find out from like other companies that are doing uh, things in a different way. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of processes in the industry that I, I, you know, the biggest thing is if you walk into a job site, you will know whether that company is performing at par or not. For example, if you walk in, in if you walk into a Mortensen job site, you'll see that the the job site is labeled. It's known for uh, the entrances, the exits. Uh, there's a office staff on, or, or an office building that you can come in, stop by, check in, uh, and go. If you come into a different job site, for example, or a different company, um, which I did visit one time, and I I was not impressed, is that you know there was no there was no um, signals or there was no signs of where you need to be. And so as soon as you enter the job site, you're lost, right? So I think right off the bat, the first impression is the last impression, as they say, right? So Mm -hmm. we make a very good first impression. And I like that. I like, I love that. And I, I, I keep, I make sure that that is still the case for every single customer because I mean, the customer would want the same thing. So I put myself in the customer's shoe and say, hey, okay, is this going to work? No, I don't like that. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna put the exact same expectation to my team members. So that's what keeps me here is that we have excelled. I mean, Mortensen is not just number one for the namesake of it, right? They, we, they've, right. they've done so many things and have been number one or no, uh, in that first two or three spots for a very long time for a reason. And that, you know, that's just incredible. 
you know, not a lot of companies can do that, uh, you know, years and years and years in succession. Right. So, oh, go ahead, so Jasmine, we always talk about, you know, we hear it all the time, our values, our culture, but what does that mean to you? And what do you, what is the culture? What do you say to your team? And when you're on the project, what is the culture like on your project? And what would you tell someone who's looking at Mortensen when we talk about culture? What is our culture? Um, that's a very good question. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> it's to, a big question yeah. too. <laughs> yes, it's 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 a loaded question. Is what it I would is. say. Um, uh, I'm trying to think the way I should formulate my sentence. The, well, first off, um, Mortensen has a super super heavy. And uh, emphasis on safety. Mm-hmm. That's that's culture number one. As soon as anybody steps on site, we are uh, talking about safety. We are preaching about safety, and we are acting about safety as well. So it's not just a, uh, a talk talk thing. It's you know it, it's it's giving that information, educating folks, and then moving forward uh, as as safely as possible. So I think the safety culture is a big aspect in Mortensen and actually it has affected in my in my own personal life I take whatever I think I think twice now I think twice maybe four times before I do anything I'm thinking about safety firsthand uh I've incorporated that in my personal life I think the second thing I would go for is the uh the diversity we have we are not shy to hire anybody uh no matter the race the gender the cost the creed Whatever the case is, right? We actually have bought in um, people from different backgrounds, uh, and I have understood the the more diverse our, our team is, the more uh, performing that team is. It's basically like an a- athletic team, if you if you may, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 bring in people from different uh, different areas, and you start working with them, and you uh, you capitalize on their weak, uh, not weakness, excuse me, on their strengths, and then obviously work on the weaknesses as well. So I think uh, the, the, the journey, the culture is to uh, bring people up, well, first off, recruit good people, and then whoever we have, we work with each other to bring them up in their, uh, in their growth with, uh, with the company and obviously in their personal and career-wise. And I think that's pretty great. And and I think the, um, the little thing that like kind of light bulb that went off for me is that um, like you, you have friends in the industry at other companies. Right. And so there's one that this aspect of um, I think of like, it, I guess it's not the same, like when I have peers that are in, in other organizations, but um, you know, the, the culture is such an easy thing to say, like, we have a good culture, right? right? Yep. Um, it's, it's one thing though, when you step on a job site, cause we talk about safety quite a bit and I'll, I'll be very blunt. Every single construction company talks about safety, right? right. Like as right. their, as their priority. But when I hear you talk about walking into another company's job site and feeling that everything is planned and thoughtful and, um, is set up for success. Right. I think that speaks volume about the level of one, the, the, the values of the culture of safety, but then also walks that walk. Yep. And so do you have any stories where, um, 
it, I don't want to say like where you had to stop work, but like the one where you're pulling wire and backfilling it and, and reducing the number of you know opportunities for a safety incident to happen. But is there anything that you can think about where um, where Mortensen has challenged you to truly walk the walk or have, or and it doesn't have to be you, but like, or an instance where at a different organization where your friend has talked about where you're like, Oh, that wouldn't have happened because of X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, I'm pretty sure there has been a lot of instances where, uh, myself or my team had to stop the work. Um, I guess one one incident I can think of it's from maybe a couple of years ago when we were starting the the project and we didn't have all of the right drawings at that time, but we were under under the fire of you know meeting the schedule, so we had to start a project. It was rainy, it was muggy, uh, uh, folks were not getting time, um, and in a haphazard manner, um, the crew decided to work on this preliminary drawing. And we, we, during the time of installation, we went out to do uh, a quality check and found out that the, uh, that the dimensions that we build this, this particular jig was not right. So I had to basically, uh, you know, speak with the foreman, the general foreman, the superintendent had a quality stand down. Uh, it's, this is not related to safety, but a quality stand down yeah. and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't think this is right. And if there is one person who thinks that that is not right, then the entire team comes back, stops. You know, you go back to the drawing board. You say, okay, is this right or not? So that we can reconfirm. And, and basically, that's what ended up happening. The entire team came together, put their minds uh, together, and, and we were off by, you know, a couple inches makes a lot of difference in construction industry. And, you know, we corrected it and we moved forward. Um, that was like a, you know, team effort uh, that we needed to start this job strong and keep it going strong. So I, I think that's one instance that comes to my mind. And that's a, that's uh you know, in, in my mind, right? Like that's so powerful because you, you know, we talk about people over profits, right. And right. there's some aspects of like, it wasn't necessarily safety, but it was, you know, putting kind of stop work or backing it down and saying, we're going to hit pause. We're going to go to the drawing board and you have to have a team that's going to support you for that. Right. Like, is right. it, is it a pain in the butt? Sure it is. But when you're going to do it, you're going to, you're going to do it right. Correct. And, um, and so that's a level of thinking. Do you think that level of thinking it permeates through projects in general, uh, like all across the board? Uh, I would think yes. Uh, I mean, obviously, it is contingent on the experience of folks that you have. If you have a sure. brand new team, they would not know all of that information. But if you have an experienced team that is blended with a brand new team, right? Um, so you can share you can share that information. So I, I would uh, I would say for sure that is that is the case. Um, okay, so then I have uh, I only have one other question. And it is, if you were sitting across from somebody who was considering the move to come to Mortensen, to the solar team, uh -huh. into your role mm -hmm. or your type of role, and let's assume that they, maybe they are from solar, maybe they're not from solar. What would you want them to know? And what would that like, not convincing mm -hmm. look like, but what would that conversation, what would you want them to have to know about coming, about coming to Mortensen? To Mortensen in your role. 
So if you were sitting across <laughs> from yourself, maybe let's call it, let's right. say that. Oh, that's, that's a scary thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, quite honestly, I would, I would definitely want people to know that it is fun. Um, uh, it's, it's a construction site. So I'm going to be honest with the person that is going to be in that position. I'm going to say, Hey, look, there's going to be bad days, right? There's not, not all days are good. We, it's a construction site. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be some kind of a, uh, um, going back and trying to fix this or trying to do that. It, it, this happens on all job sites, but attitude matters. If you know what, if you know what your end goal is and you're going to go for that end goal, you will survive, you will do good and you will not just do good. You'll excel in your position. So, you know, you can keep, you can, you can say, Oh, I don't like my job, but if you come up, you wake up with a good attitude and say, you know what, today's a new day yesterday. Yeah. We, we did not succeed. We did not, we did not do what we needed to. Uh, but if you come in today with a good attitude and say, you know what, we're, we're going to fix this. We're, we're going to come back and do this right. Uh, I, I think that would be, that would be my message is, um, you know, know that, there is um, challenges, uh, especially when you're traveling. There's a lot of lot of talking with the uh, the owners, the engineers, uh, the team itself. Um, uh, but the 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 uh, the thought of you at the end of this the six month period um, that you have basically powered, I, I'm just going to say a number. You've powered 30,000 homes, yeah. uh, with the last eight months, that thought is a very satisfying thought to me. Uh, you know, and you're not just powering just like that. It's, it's, you know, green power, right? It's, it's, uh, it's renewable power. So right. at the end, of, at the end of this year, December, if I go back and think, Oh, I built this project in North Carolina, and I power 30,000 homes. I helped power 30,000 homes. That's a feeling that, I mean, you can't take away from anybody. So is that, so Jasmine, is that what wakes you up every day to go to Mortensen, do the solar projects, is really at the end of the project that you are powering up all those homes? Is that kind of the passion? That that's part of it. The the passion, the bigger passion, would be me working with the folks that are on site. Um, every day I get up and I know that uh, I'm for I, I am far away from my family, so this is literally my family here mm -hmm. at Mormson that I work with. I basically work, you know, whatever the case is, 12, 14, 13, 14 hours a day, uh, five days a week, six days a week. So when I wake up, I am not I'm not dreading saying, oh, man, I have to go to work. I'm saying, you know what, I am going to work to see my family. So if, if I have that thought, um, I know that my day is going to go good. That's awesome. I'm like smiling ear to ear right now um, because it's a different mindset, right? Versus you're, you're out in the field. You're not in, right. you know, an yes. office, right? And so... So to, to have that feeling of like, you can't right. have that feeling of dread, you know, <laughs> not that people that work in an office do, but I think it's, e I think it's easier, right? It's easier to have that, right? Because you're out in, you know, most likely more of a That's remote correct. area, right? So like the people you work correct. with are yeah. your family. And you know, the other part, the other part is also Justin, you know, when I, uh, when I have the time and I take a site wide okay. drive, I go and speak with the crew members, the actual team members who are actually in the trenches working. 
You know, I, I feel proud of these people and I love to interact with them. Sometimes I, you know, I take time uh, and I just go out and have lunch with them. You know, that's, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that gives me some kind of a, a, a joy uh, first to call me, you know, I try to, to mingle with the folks that are actually working in the field, making our project successful. We de- definitely are dependent on these people. And then the other thing is these people recognize uh, you not as a project manager, but as a human being that you're coming, coming there and talking to them and having lunch with them, laughing with them, you know, and, and then uh, doing your work. Jasmine, I think that, that you've said that a couple times. And, you know, I just want to point that out. I think that, that that is so much of Mortensen and our solar group that we do want to recognize the craft and the, the crews because they are the ones doing the work. And if Correct. we do build that relationship with them, they're going to work, I mean, harder, more, they're going to, we're going to be more productive and we're all humans. You know, right. if, if everyone thinks that, Oh, the project manager is up here and I'm down below, it, that's right. not a good situation. And it's not anywhere. I mean, you don't want to come in and think that Dale Heater or Tom Schmalz way up here and right. you're down here. Everyone's working at together. It's all a collaborative. Right. So that's such a great. Um, so how with that, tell us a little bit also about how you the support that you feel from your supervisors. What does that look like? Um, so on a day-to-day basis, uh, it's not a lot on a day-to-day basis. So basically, I, I report to my, my project manager, right? And um, it's, important, it's important that I stay in touch with him every single day because every day is a new day. There's something or the other that happens. Um, and my project manager, you know, he, he steps in and he says, hey, what, what do you help what help do you want from me? And I basically, uh, I'm an honest guy. I'll tell him, Hey, look, this is what's going to happen. We're going to lose money on this one, but we're going to try and improvise on this end and try and save over here. And he says, okay, no problem. I trust the judgment. And that's what I need. Right. I, I, I need that kind of a support from my project manager, which I do get right. Uh, I'm talking, uh, not just my project manager. I've even, uh, had personal bonds with, Tom Schmall, not not so much with Dale yet, but Dale's new mm-hmm. to Solar Group. Um, you know, uh, Greg Werner. I've had some conversations with Greg, which he's obviously not in Solar, but you know, I'm talking yeah. um, the senior leadership and these these folks. You know, when they come to site, they're recognizing your work. They're coming in and they're they understand. You know, that the conditions, the tough uh, projects that you're in. Just like Justin said, it's like a remote location. Um, so there are challenges, but uh, the support that we get from uh, from uh, the management is incredible. It is, and it's important that they know what the challenges are on the projects because it's it's hard. It's it's right. cha- there's great challenges, and there is a passion for what you do, but they need to also hear the challenges that you're running into because maybe they can help solve some of those challenges or again, like getting the equipment and more of the robotics and things like that with the innovation and like with all the lean work that we've been doing. So yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, so throughout the years, um, what would you say even that you're most proud of um, over the last five years? To put it in one aspect, Bobby, at least, I would say I'm really proud of uh, commissioning a, a solar plant in California I worked on. That was the biggest plant that I have ever worked on, which was 328 megawatts. So that's, I mean, I, I'm really proud of that. That's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of power, actually. That uh, is possibly like 75,000 homes that you power up. Thank awesome. you. Well, thank you both. This, this was so great. Um, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. You too, bye guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.